You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast. This is Aaron Jones. This is Chandler Smith, and I hate long intros, so let's get into it. Yeah, Josh, you just got back from your teal. Yeah, yep. didn't you? We talked about well, that. Wow. But you left Wednesday. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Oh. We already talked about that. That's what's see, yeah. See, now we got foreshadowed. Yes. So now we got to talk about big ducks. I've got a trip. I've got a trip coming up. I'm leaving today. Where are you headed? Oh, I'm gonna go do some teal hunting, and I've got my two layout boats hooked up to my trailer right now. Yeah, he drove them all the way up here. You know, and he was. Oh, you're leaving from here. From here. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Nebraska? You got you got an Airbnb and everything. No, I'm staying in Kansas, but yeah, I've got got the boats. Oh, that's the Airbnb trips. This one. Yeah. yeah. All by yourself. Yep, all by my lonesome. <laughs> so, do you <laughs> have like, like the two boats side by side, or one behind the other? They're uh, so I put a ladder rack on my jet ski trailer, like a truck bed ladder rack. So they're on top. So it's, it's a double decker trailer. It's a double decker trailer. So nice. I can take one boat off and use it and leave the one other one on the trailer. Where'd you park at out back? Yeah. In the receiving? Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to go look at that. You should. They're pretty dang cool. Yes. They weren't. I was driving in behind you. They weren't moving around. Well, that's good because I was actually terrified <laughs> the Momarsh flying off the top Just of the trailer. Yes. <laughs> going through rush hour traffic in Kansas City. Yeah. I uh, did have a lot of people come in and say they had some good openers. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Certain spots, but they were... This one kid that comes in, they shot a five man. It's like, hey, more That'll power to you. Here around the city? Yeah, they're within, I bet they're within an hour and a half of the store or wherever they went. Hmm. Some guys did pretty well at Smithville if you got, you know, to that one spot. Before everybody else. But it was a nice weekend, too. Yes. You know, so it definitely. This weekend is not going to be a nice weekend. Oh Chandler, gosh. if you go teal hunting, swim trunks and a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like 97 or 8 degrees. Great be- for little teal hunting. A little beach chair. You'll be wearing You know them. what I need to find is one of those, uh, you know, like a cigarette outlet plug-in fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still make those? The little, what are they, 12 volt? Yeah. I just want a camo dip, one of those neck fans you wrap around you. <laughs> the only problem so is, is like, do vehicles even have like the cigarette or, lighter? Or no, well, no, 12 no, volt? No. Or they just all USC? I have one on a battery box Milwaukee. My boat. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, throw that down we'll, between your legs. We play, boat we play out, outdoor ball hockey in like this hot summer. Oh, yeah. The goalies bring like Milwaukee fans and they put them behind the net to blow like air on them because they're sweating. Mm-hmm. They're in full goalie of, gear. Yeah. But, and I also hunt with a guy who's a, you know, he's a, he's an electrician and he's got this Milwaukee lantern that is like amazing. We walk in with that thing, and it just it lights up a whole field. Really? Yeah. So that's no, got some good stuff. good stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure like Ryobi and all those stuff have the DeWalt. Any of yeah, those companies? Sort of. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a good idea. It's yeah. gonna be a warm one. Anybody teal hunting this weekend? Did you guys yeah. go out for teal last weekend? I, I did was, not. I was at the store waiting for no. the stories to come in. <laughs> Everybody come in and they're. We suck. Camo wear. Yes. I was in Texas at the softball tournament. I might have mentioned that last week or last yeah. podcast or whatever, a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, I went out. I know. Well, we, we lived through you, Josh. Well, Saturday was great, wasn't it? Oh, it was really good. <laughs> Where was that one at? Kansas opener. That was Kansas opener. Mm-hmm. That's what. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You brought up something earlier. We were just chit-chatting. 
What other teal season was open? Was it Louisiana or something you thought might have been open? Oh, well, I was this? talking about it. I just didn't. Yeah. There's a lot of teal seasons open. I know. Right now. No, but the reason why I ask, especially for me, I mean, I duck hunt and stuff, but, you know, I think about our teal season opening. And it's like, okay, are they here? What's around? Based off of something way south of us. Like, are they get, I mean, they still have the numbers to be opened up and rocking and rolling? I would assume they would. I, I mean, I guess, since they're open, but, or are they just open? I mean, so, I'm blue and teal, like, they just blow by us, I feel like. Uh, yeah, I do too. I don't get that wound up for teal season mainly because, yeah, the blue wings blow by us and it's usually so hot and I'm still trying to get food plots in and tree stands All up. All other stuff yeah, finished up. Gotcha. Exactly. So, I mean, I love to eat teal, and if I've got a good spot to go, I would go, but most of the spots I have are either conservation ground that's not flooded or I'm trying to find a spot where there's going to be 10 other parties already there, so I don't get yeah. too wound up about it. Yeah, Louisiana's 10 to the tw- 10th to the 25th. 10th to the 25th. So, yeah. I just I think more of the migration, you know, when I like big ducks. You feel like, yeah, okay, they, like, they okay, start. okay, why yeah, yeah, they start on the 25th. It's like, you know, oh, my gosh. Towards the, yeah. And they're already They're already going. But I, I feel going. like they get good blueing numbers. When we I – mean, I feel like I get – like early in Nebraska, they see blueing. But when we our season comes around, normally I'm shooting premature green wings or not plumed out green wings. Yeah. Usually. I couldn't tell you the last time I shot a nice blue wing. Oh, yeah, I can't either. <sighs> I've never shot one, like, fully plumed, period. Have you, Josh? No. I've shot some gorgeous list? shot some gorgeous green wings in mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. You yeah. got it. Do you have a bucket list? Yeah, no, not really. I mean, there's a lot of guys who have these birds that they want to knock off the list, like they're just dream hunts. But for me, it's not necessarily the bird that I'm after. It's the the place and the environment that's kind of on my list. You're more the experience yeah. overall. Yeah. yeah. Like king eiders, like something that everybody, you know, you always see a list and mm-hmm. that's like number one. You know, that's not really on my list though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be cool, but I'd rather stay in the lower 48 and experience a lot of other things. Like, I want to go hunt Salt Lake bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. Hmm. Do the whole airboat and the coffin blind thing. Like, that just looks like so much fun. And I also want to do a, a Great Lakes diver hunt. That'd be fun. You also want to do a PNW. Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to go hunt like in the mountains. I think I, that would be. Oh, fun. I've I've seen some of those videos out there, guys. Mountain duck hunting. Well, not decoying this, ducks, yeah. and they got Colorado Rockies like mm-hmm. right in the background. That's yeah. cool. Oh, that'd be super cool. Yeah, I think a brant hunt's also on my list. So like the environment and just yeah. where you're at, that would be. That'd yeah. be something else. You know, something I don't. At least for me. Like, you know how you hear people talking about swans and stuff? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I, I want to shoot a swan. I want to put him for a swan. I'm like, that just doesn't. Not on your. Just, no. Sandhill cranes were up there, and I did that. It was cool. I'd love to do yeah. it again. But, you know, that once again, that was an experience thing. Not necessarily knocking off the bird. I did see you, you on a. You don't want to, like, I don't know if this is a thing, but pluck a swan and put it on your Traeger. <laughs> like, I don't know. About what's that? that? Smoked swan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at the neck on that thing. Yeah. yeah. Save the neck, Clark. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I was doing a quick search, and I didn't realize this. Um, 
Hawaii is the only state that doesn't have uh, like public hunting for ducks for waterfowl. For waterfowl, mm-hmm. do they even get ducks? I don't know if they maybe a sea duck or something. <laughs> a really lost one. A lost one that, and maybe that's why they just don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, thinking back over it, like any species of anything they have there, I think is introduced, whether it be the sheep, the axis deer, the turkey. That's true. I yeah. think it's all been introduced. The yeah. chickens. The, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I think they have like Rios over there or something, but it's yeah. introduced. But the, the sheep oh, stuff is kind of cool over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would mm. totally go hunt an axis deer or sheep over there just yeah. because, you know, people are like, well, why do you want to go hunt like the high fence style sheep? Well, over there, they're not high fence. They're just running around in the Hawaiian hills. Yeah. That'd be yeah. kind of fun. That's I'd, true. I'd rather do some spear fishing. I would do that too. You've done, you've probably done plenty of timber hunts. Never have. See, that for me would be up there just like a good timber hunt, like an Arkansas hardwood timber hole. Just yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. And they're just dry. Because the way they come in, just like dropping straight down. Just Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. Like, but the thing is, is like I've heard so many mixed reviews about Arkansas timber. And it's just kind of scared me away to the point where I'm like, you know, is it really worth me taking that trip to do that you mean the videos of everybody diy stuff like or like just even going with somebody who knows what they're doing there like it's i don't want to have to worry about other people ruining my experience and with how crowded i've heard those places can be i've seen some in the videos yeah of like the arkansas opener i've seen the crazy videos and the boats are like we're ramming people i mean what do we do (laughs) it's just crazy what are we doing here people I, I yeah. would I would love to experience a timber hunt, but maybe on like a nice private timber hole where you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Chandler and I've been lucky enough to do that. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, just I so I can true. have the experience. I mean, granted, right. getting it done on public land that's always fun, but I don't want to have. I mean, I've I've got limited number of days to produce as much content as I want to for my YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. And so, taking a trip to some new environment that I'm not familiar with maybe even trying to do it by myself and then competing with the locals. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredibly difficult for me to pull the trigger on something like that. Man, did you see that late season uh, video? It wasn't the hunt, but, I mean, they were going duck hunting that Travis put out because his dog oh, yeah. had passed away, but they were going through the timber and all the trees had snow on them and they were just, like, sneaking through the... I was probably down in Arkansas. Oh, yeah, I was. Travis? Yeah. Um, Mueller? From Avery. Yeah. Really? Recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. It was a cool... It was a bunch of stuff with his dog um, that had passed away recently, but that shot of, you know, super calm waters, super late, cold. Yeah. All the snow on the trees. Well, Travis has been trying to get you to go down there. I know. You keep declining his offer. Well, Travis, if you're listening, throw back out another offer. Yeah, <laughs> so I can do for you. But what me, me and Aaron were fortunate fortunate enough to hunt the uh, the Higdon Farm timber mm-hmm. hole. It's a glorified timber hole. Like I don't know if I don't think it's the same as Arkansas. No, but it's not the same. No, don't don't get into the whole timber hole argument because yeah. it can get pretty heated. Yes. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I've hunted a. 
I hunted hole. next to a tree once. I've hunted a piece <laughs> of water surrounded by trees and called it a timber hole. I mean, I've hunted a pool like that, and I, the birds still, you know, you know, maple leaf and and flutter down, but mm-hmm. you know, it has it was more of a pond that was heavily surrounded by trees. Yeah, it wasn't actually like just flooded forest. What constitutes a timber hole? Yeah, I don't know. Is but w- when I envision like a true timber hunt, mm-hmm. you know, where you're, you can wade in, you're standing next, next to, to the tree. Yeah. We, were, we were standing on the bank. And you're yeah. like, we weren't kicking water it, or anything you, like that. You, know? you flooded timber. Like, that's how the water got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it had to be flooded. Sure. So we were it in a it. blind on the bank, but... We're shooting ducks over a hole of water that is full of trees that are flooded. Yeah. So yeah. it's, we're on that. It's like a I, cross between us. I personally us. would call that a timber hole. I mean, yeah. Others would argue that that is not a timber hole. Because you're not standing in the water shooting the ducks well, in, yeah, in amongst know. the trees. I don't know. No, but I was, yeah, because there was a, like I went and looked at a property a few years ago and it had the a small, small pond in the middle of 40 acres of solid timber. It's probably a timber hole. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hole right in the middle of 40 acres of hard timber. But I envision the the standing there and the the dogs on this, you know, dog Tree ramp. Stand and, and, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's what I envision it to be. It'd be fun. I'd, I'd like to do the sea duck hunting. Just for, you know, even if you did it once to experience it. And I think it's kind of cool when you're laying there and sure whale or something swims by. Or, That'd be I've nev- cool. never know, done any big I mean, water hunting either. The ones with the the sea lions or something can pick their head up over the front of your, yeah. you know, boat you're in. So you were talking about like a Great Lakes hunt or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I've never done any big water hunting of you. Mm-mm. Other than just lakes, I've never done any Reservoirs. like great lakes yeah. or well, like what, what constitutes big water now? Yeah, <laughs> what's the definition of that? You can't see the the other yeah. side. Well, yes, <laughs> okay. Like the Great Lakes, are, I mean, that's basically like sea duck hunting. Are you out there with long, yeah, gang, gang lines, lines and, yeah. and it'd Sneak be that'd be pretty. Lots of wind, <laughs> lots of wind. Yeah. I remember the first time I drove by the Great Lakes going up to Canada to fish, you know, and you're like, oh, they're big, you know, and I've never seen it. And when you drive by it, when you can't see the other side and it looks like you made it to the ocean, it's yeah. big water. Yeah, That's a big lake. Yeah. It's a real big lake. But for the average person who doesn't venture up that way, I'd say a reservoir constitutes as big, big water. water. Yeah. yeah. Like around here, Truman... Um, is the biggest lake in Missouri. That's a big lake. Yeah, but I would ca- you know you go to Smithville, right? So is That's Truman big is Truman big by like the volume of water, or because I heard like something about the Ozarks has like coastline, like, right? I think unridic- I think because yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many little cutouts and yeah. coves, so you and, get yeah. all those. So Ozarks got shoreline, like. like so much coastline. I think someone but, said it's got more coastline than California. Truman or was like, which I Truman was number that, one. I feel yeah. like that's false. That's got to be false. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah, Truman was one, and then I think Ozarks was actually like three. I don't know what, but anyways, I kinda, and that might have come from the show The Ozarks or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it, all fact. I think it did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which was filmed Everything in I, Georgia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
everything, <laughs> figure. everything I see on TV, I believe. Yes, you should. You That's should. true. Wakey, wakey. With the... Go ahead. No, finish, uh, your, finish your No, thought. I was foreshadowing since we were on the timber hole thing, but... Oh, I was going to change... The, I was going to jump off the rails and run a different direction. That's okay. Go. What do you got for us? We're going to go round table, Josh first. If you were to pick one shot size and one shot material to shoot with the rest of your life, what would it be? Do I have to pay for it or no? Nope, nope. Money's not an issue. Oh, oh well, that's <laughs> well, easy. That's an easy one. Can we do like, okay, how about if you had to pay for it for one and then if you got it for free? All right, all right, all right. Just to... Are we naming it? brands? Sure, why not? Doesn't matter. Okay. Ooh. I would shoot tungsten. Okay, TSS? Pro- yeah. Like 18 density? Yeah. The, the good stuff. The really good stuff. If it's free. Um, shot size. I would... For ducks or geese? Um, you, have to sh- you have to pick one for both. Sixes. TSS sixes? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> the duck or sevens. Be. I don't know. <laughs> seven, I think sevens. Sevens? sevens would be what I'd probably go with. But if I had to pay for it, I'd just shoot three-inch number two steel all day long. Yeah. These new steel loads, I mean, they're they're just so good. They've never let me down in the past. Like, I've shot the tungsten loads and the bismuth loads. Yeah, they're great, but just shooting 200, 300 rounds a season, that can hurt your wallet if you're shooting that heavy metal stuff. So I like shooting the three-inch twos. Yeah. One and an eighth ounce. Is anybody shooting three and a half inch anymore? I used to at geese. When I go goose hunting, I do. I've still got some for geese, and I've got some for turkey, but I avoid them as much as possible. I, I Three-inch works just great for me. Maybe yeah. it's because I was young. Yeah. I didn't notice it as much, but now that I've gotten a little older, every time I shoot a three-and-a-half-inch shell, it's painful. I don't, I don't notice it when I shoot, but I don't. Yeah, I have some I'm trying to burn through. But Did, did I tell you the story about last year when I had a box of Three and a half inch twos rolling around. I was like, yeah, I'll shoot, I'll shoot these today, whatever. And uh, all I shot that day was teal. <laughs> wow, <laughs> What's your, that was in big duck season. <laughs> yes, I think I told you. I think I mentioned that earlier. That's funny you brought that up because we're, you know, ammo is a lot better now where we're at. I was looking at old pictures mm-hmm. from almost two years ago, and we were like about out, and we've we've since. Got a bunch back in, but a customer comes in the other day and goes, man, I couldn't find any dove shells a couple of years ago, and I had some BBs shot. He took that out dove hunt just so he could go. It's like, oh, my gosh. You don't be hunting on the other side of him. No. No. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's legal. Well, maybe private. I don't know. I'm sure you could go private. I mean, Does dove have a shot size? The only so, thing so. I know of is turkey. Yeah. I guess so. Might be From true. Missouri. And that's that changes state to state, too, because mm-hmm. I have some people that come in from other states. Yeah, four the biggest thro- you can use. And they'll throw out, like, oh, I need three shot in Turkey. And I'm like, oh, you can't, Missouri. In other states, you must mm-hmm. have different variations. Well, since he said TSS, I'll go next. I thought it was Aaron's turn. Okay, go Aaron. Yeah, he's <laughs> skipping me altogether. I would say if I didn't have to pay for it, I'd probably – be on the TSS bandwagon, maybe Bismuth, one of those two, either or, probably TSS. It's free, apparently, sevens. <laughs> yeah. um, if I have to pay for it, I bounce between three-inch 
twos and threes. I only get one for duck or goose. Yeah. Then I'd probably go twos. And I'm with Josh on the ounce and an eighth. Ounce and eighth, though, 1550. Mm-hmm. I didn't even specify speed, but. Yeah. Because you're going 1500, 1550, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. Ounce, ounce and an eighth, and yeah, probably twos if I could only had one to choose from. Gotcha. Steel. Yeah. Lead. Yeah. <laughs> Do we happen to know the pellet difference? Like the count between ounce between and eighth ounce, ounce and a quarter. Yeah. Uh, at one time, I, 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 I at one time I probably knew just in a standard steel load. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I had it. I had a printed out sign at work forever, just because you get asked. Like, and is it so? A, I, is it a significant difference? Or are we talking like twenty pellets? No, no. I think it's within thirty. I bet. I want to say, say it was twenty to thirty. I don't really remember. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking like a three inch standard kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? I'm. I'm going to go with the TSS as well um, if I didn't have to worry about pay. Um, but I am going to switch it up, and I would do it in a 20-gauge, 3-inch uh, sixes in the heavy 12. No, sorry. I apologize. Whoa. Is that for your You're no, right. not having to I pay? I didn't go. Okay. I just <laughs> I just mixed up Reverse. tungsten in two, two different loads. So. For 20 gauge, you do have the TSS, which is a three and nine, mm-hmm. um, which wouldn't be bad. But 1A, 1B, that 20 gauge heavy 12 in a number six. Um, yeah. One, to get rid of the 12 gauge, carry the 20. If it was readily available, I didn't have to pay for it. That a heavy 12 in a three inch six is gnarly. What do we call heavy 20? Or they still call it heavy 12. Yeah, it was heavy X oh, I think, or heavy 10, the Roman no, numeral. that's different. Heavy 12 is the original heavy shot. Right, but they're oh, bringing it yeah. back from the original heavy shot. Gotcha. Yeah, heavy 12 is different. Yeah. Heavy X okay. is... No, heavy X, heavy X, X is just the wrong. 10 grade. That's their density, which is why they called it heavy X. And then heavy 12, 12 grade density. So really what they did is the heavy X, which was... The steel and tungsten compressed together. Yeah. But there was a lot more steel than, so it was really only, I mean, it was like just shy of 10 grade density. Oh, really? And so now the heavy 12 is mostly tungsten. You have to have a little bit of steel in there Yeah, to compress that pellet. But now it's more of a 12 grade. Gotcha. Um, but overall, I'm, you know, I grew up shooting blue box, you know, speed shock, federal, yeah, three inch twos, um, no problem. I do like. Um, I guess if I just had to pick one, and you were gonna, you know, the uh, the two point um, fast steel from Kent. Fast steel Kent. They make a really good load. Yeah. I guess I didn't specify what brand. Yeah, I threw it out there. Yeah, um, I didn't specify. But that that Kent fast steel two point the plated steel. Mm-hmm. It's nice, and I'd probably do twos. Yeah. Although you do see a a lot of people switching more to threes now. Um, that come in for ducks and geese. Well, for ducks, yeah. sorry, but if but if one. I if I had to shoot ducks and geese, I would do twos. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the first shot. <laughs> it's funny. Another story when you were talking about just you know the guy shooting babies or whatnot and. Growing up, we'd go goose hunting out in the field or whatever. And, you know, we're all shooting 12 gauges or when I was younger, 20 gauge. 
you know, like these geese would be flying over and like, yeah, we'll let them go. And this one guy that comes with us, he's like, ah, don't worry, I'll get them. And he pulls out a Canon 10 gauge. <laughs> oh, boom. Like, oh, cool. You got him, but you're the only one that could shoot 800 yards. Like, we're all still waiting for them to get a little lower. I have no desire to shoot 10-gauge, 3.5-inch. Oh, my gosh. And the way ammo is now. They're just... I mean, even ammo's come a long ways. And the powder and everything, and the way the the wad and the, the shell and the components all put together, it's, you know... They're all premium. I mean, they've all come a long ways. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, if you're either in the right spot or not, and, mm-hmm. and you're shooting. Yes, you got the bismuth and tungsten, and you know, so obviously that some hit harder, but yeah, they're all good. My uh, my choice would be, well, does it have to be current ammo? It don't matter. Mm-mm. So. My favorite ammo of all time was Federal Heavyweight. Remember those Max Five, yeah, the, Max Four the boxes, PhD. Max the PhD, four, Max PhDs. Four boxes back in the day. Uh huh. I don't know what it is about. They said that was a fifteen on the density scale. What was yeah. it though? It was a tungsten. It was a okay. tungsten. A tungsten blend, and they had something else mixed in with it. it was tungsten iron or something else, but it was not TSS. It was sure. just a tungsten shot at fifteen density. Right. They just and called it, it was awesome. Yeah. So high density. Yeah. The black and gold with the mm-hmm. with the camo on yep, there. Yep. But right now, if I was you know buying it, it, would be you know the federal TSS with money, no object. I was thinking about switching to a Kent Bismuth. Um, I haven't shot the federal Bismuth yet, but the Kent Bismuth, you know, three inch number fours is like a really and seeing that's intriguing was, load. That's why I said tungsten or Bismuth because I was Bism- thinking that Kent Bismuth four, soft. Yeah. You know, there's they've talks about how when it makes impact on the bird, it, it doesn't really fly right through mm-hmm. the actual flesh or anything like that. Like a tungsten TSS is just going to hold its shape and just keep going. But the bismuth is kind of like a softer core, a softer pellet to where it kind of does a little bit more damage upon hitting. Almost like a hollow point where it's mm-hmm. yeah. more I mean, open up. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a soft point lead core bullet that. Right. Yeah. But in, in the Kent Bismuth, a good pure Bismuth, I don't know if it's 100% pure, but it's 10.2, I think. So Yeah. It's easier on teeth, too. Yeah, 100%. And they, when, the, when duck hunting used to be lead, you talk to your dads and grandfathers and duck hunting used to be lead, and they switched to steel, you know, there was a lot of outcry. Yeah. Because you couldn't get the knockdown that you were getting from lead. Yeah. And so that's why you start seeing the bismuth and tungsten because you're getting, uh, you know, they had to find a a metal that was as close to steel as possible. Yeah. And so that's, you know, so you, you do get some better uh, penetration, some better knockdown, you know, with bismuth and tungsten. Mm-hmm. I do like the speed that comes from steel shot, though. Yeah, that's true. But I, I still think I'm a 1,400. I'm an ounce and a quarter person. I don't know. It's maybe not that big of a deal. You know, well, if they're decoying, yeah. you know, so and ounce I'm not, and a quarter, I'm, not, you I'm, terrib- I'm the worst guy at being like, all right, they're at 40. We can call it now. I'm like, well, they, if they're at 40, I'm getting them to 20. 
you know. So I got a lot of guys that are like, why didn't you call that? It's like, give him another corner. Give him another corner. It, it, and I probably it, it ends up biting long. me in the ass quite a bit. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> one more pass. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we should have shot. Yeah, we're the one more pass family. <laughs> and then we go home with nothing. <laughs> I mean, I just, I enjoy like the, Working the perfect cup, like in the hole. Like, that's my favorite thing to shoot at. But then you don't Not get just like pictures over swing the on something flying over, you know. For but. me, it really kind of depends on the situation, like where that duck is in correlation to where I'm at. Yeah. Like the angle of the shot makes a difference for me on whether I'm going to take that 35-yard shot. Yeah, you were telling me you didn't like the right to left. I'm not a huge fan of right to left. Which is weird. It's a hard swing for a right-handed shooter. Is that the harder one? Uh, no. You're thinking left, left to right. Left to right is tough, but I always angle my layout boat to where I'm like at a 45-degree angle to the right. So when I come up, I'm at that right angle to shoot straight in front of me. Yeah. So that I can hit that. You're, you're, yeah, you're shooting cu- not straight over the very tip of your, your vessel. You're shooting kind of 45 when you come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I was talking about that because we were, we were watching that teal hunt video where we're in those layout blinds the blinds weren't angled so yeah. i think that's what was driving me nuts about that right to left shot gotcha you guys were pointing straight at yeah the the spread and the ducks were the teal weren't really there was there any wind that morning not really no so they were just coming in whatever way they wanted yeah but most of them were coming in from the right and by the time my shot was there it was almost gone yeah so and then my my lower my my money buy on the on the is probably still Speed Shock or Fioki Speed Steel or something like that. What? What? Uh, three inch twos. Three inch twos. That's like yeah, ounce and a quarter. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're pretty unanimous on twos. I guess if we just had one size for ducks geese. Yeah. It's such a universal round mm-hmm. because I mean. I used to do the whole two shot for ducks and double B for geese. And I just kind of got tired of it. Like I never, I started shooting twos. So I, I got my 20 gauge and all I could find was two shot for it. I couldn't find anything bigger. So I was forced to shoot twos at geese out of my 20 gauge. And so that kind of changed my opinion on the shot size that I needed for geese. Because after I started shooting them, I was, I was killing them. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I've been shooting way too big of a load to take down geese all these years. I could have just been shooting twos and buying two cases of three inch number twos and getting through a season versus trying to find two different shot sizes. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, when I first started hunting, you get into a goose field and lay out blind, you're like, Oh, I got to put in three and a half inch BBs. That's what I have to put in. Mm-hmm. Shoot I used these, to pull right? out T shot. Oh, triple B's. Yeah. No, that's what I'd my go as big as did. I could find. Yeah. yeah. But then now then hunting like a reservoir and we would actually be able to take, you know, to, to decoy geese on, on big water. I, was loaded with duck loads and had no issue. Now I'm not, yeah, wasn't taking 60 yard shots at geese. They're usually in in the, you know, the perfect 20, 30 yard range. But this kind of brings up another, just something we can, all of us know decently well that somebody listening might not understand, but kind of going through from highest density to steel, just kind of what's out there and what that means. When we, I don't know, we were, we're talking about density. I don't know, you know, listeners might not know what exactly we're talking about. Isn't and it grams per cubic centimeter? Yeah, I think I think that's right. 
as far as the, the the equation. But basically, you know, per size, uh, something, you know, a two shot that is a 19 or an 18 or on the density scale weighs a lot more than a two shot that's a steel, which is a seven on the density scale. So you're talking about way more weight per size. And that's what we're talking about, that knockdown power. You know, why we're talking about shooting sevens in TSS is because a seven weighs as much as a two on steel. So you can shoot a seven, get a ton more pellets, and still have the same knockdown power. But what op- what companies offer TSS for waterfowl would be federal? Yeah, federal TSS. Um, Is Apex? Environmental. Apex. Remington Wingmaster TSS. Yeah, Remington That's a, that's a pretty Wingmaster. new one. But yeah, Apex. Apex does a, a steel... Uh, well, they do a tungsten. blend. They do a tungsten steel blend. But they mm-hmm. do a, do they do a regular? At least tungsten? from what I've seen, it's a stacked bet, shell, kind of like they the, do straight tungsten too. I know they do. For oh turkey. yes, they yeah they do for turkey, mm-hmm. and so I imagine I think they do for waterfowl. Well, it just pretty, gets it gets pretty much every major manufacturer. Yeah, does. what about if, I don't know if Winchester does. I don't know if Kent does. Either. Winchester does bismuth. I yeah, don't they think don't they do a tungsten. A tungsten yeah. yeah, Winchester bismuth was two years ago. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's yeah. decently new. Fiocchi, I haven't seen. Rio, I don't. Uh, think so. Rio, not yet. Um, but yeah, there's some major for what we heavy shot, heavy metal, heavy shot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, heavy shot doesn't have a pure TSS shot. I don't even know if they have TSS offer. Right. They no? well, the heavy twelve. But that's not that's not eighteen it's, on the density. It's, no, it's no, no, no. It's a tungsten load. But what's what, what's the density? Um, but it's on that? twelve. Okay, so it's, so it's super close it's to lead because a lead density is about eleven one, right? Eleven one, something like that. Yeah. And so the higher the atomic, the atoms, they're closer together. Mm-hmm. The higher your atom value is. You're taking me back to chemistry. Class. I know. <laughs> and so the closer they are, the more dense it is. Yeah. So for um, all you students out there, pay attention to chemistry yes, class. Right. The periodic so table steel, is your friend. Yeah, steel atoms are farther apart, less dense, and then you got lead, and then obviously um, tungsten, depending on which... What it is. What it is. Uh, and then they do the stacked loads, too, in yeah, tungsten. We'll like, get to that in a second. Yeah. But from TSS, there's I don't see a lot of 15 density stuff out anymore. Just the that heavyweight I was talking about the was the only thing weight. I've seen, and that was that was shoot eight ten years ago. Yeah, that was basically Federal's predecessor until they came out with TSS, and they were just way ahead Tungsten of the game. Super shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just yeah, way yeah. ahead. That was before like popular demand came out for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. we I had it. I didn't start hearing about tungsten or bismuth loads until just a few years ago, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's that? I mean, so what do we got next? Uh, so yeah, heavy twelve, but nothing like old the old green box heavy thirteen. That was for turkey loads. Well, that might have been the red 13. turkey. But I thought the duck loads were the same, and they're in the green box. It was the heavy thirteen. Oh, so if you're going down the scale, like your heavy, your, your TSS, TSS at yeah. eighteen. Yeah. Um, I think right now we're probably looking around twelve and thirteen. It's the next you're about twelve the next 13. density. Uh-huh. And that's a and it's going to be a tungsten, and that'll be a a tungsten, you know, with a little bit of steel mixed in each pellet to keep yeah. it. And we're together. And that's, that's mainly heavy metal or, or environmental. 
heavy shot. Yeah, heavy shot. Mm-hmm. Environmental. I don't know anybody else that would. Does anybody else have anything? Because like after that's bismuth. Unless you and that's go. when it gets real broad. Mm-hmm. And this, and as we're stair stepping down on on densities, the price is also doing the same. You know, some of this and, stuff and the number of shells per box. Yes. Yeah. That's going up. The hundred round cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got, so you got some heavy, so you got some heavy twelve. You got some stuff around whatever twelve or thirteen density. Yeah. And then now you're looking at bismuth, bismuth and heavy X. Well, heavy X is yeah, and 10. heavy X, um, which they came out with heavy twelve now. So heavy X, I don't know if they're still making or not. Gotcha. But you're gonna have your Kent bismuth. Yeah, you you're gonna it. have your federal bismuth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Remington's got Remington. the bismuth, bismuth yep. load. Winchester. Yeah, Winchester. Yep. Um, and, and these bismuth loads are looking at like 10 2. And heavy bismuth. Mm-hmm. 10.2, I think, or something like that. Yeah. We're flying off the cuff. You're here. right. Or, yeah. I mean, you're within, you're close to that lead. But once you get the, once you get the bismuth, you start seeing the 250 round cases. Prices are still. A lot different than steel, mm-hmm. but it's depending on and twenty-five round boxes. Too. Yeah, twenty-five round steel. boxes. Depending uh-huh. on you know, sometimes I think that you can shoot, you know, in a season. You'll if you buy bismuth, you might shoot less bismuth than you do steel. I'm just thinking about cripple shots and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't think it makes sense. I don't think that's a great argument for like price, but I do think I that do have guys and women customers make that argument. Because they're they're buying, you know, whether it's bismuth or TSS. Hey, I only have to shoot once or whatever it may be, and I'm not, you know, you shoot one shell versus three because you're chasing a cripple. Yeah, um, or more. But I don't know Just how you. Dog. But yeah. the, the, cheaper in the, the long tough, run. The tough part <laughs> about that is how the variables and how you equate. Did you puff the bird, or were you a little off? Yeah, yeah. So how do you, the backside? You'd have to have a a perfect shot to know whether. I remember when I was shooting that heavyweight man; those dirt, those ducks were just head down underwater, laying in the spread, yeah. not kicking a foot. Mine just and swim like, down because they're crippled and they're holding <laughs> on to the <laughs> the reeds. I, I do yeah. a little research here, and uh, the Remington Wingmaster HD. It's a tungsten blend. It's eleven point six. Oh, so it's it's more along. Okay, and that's about as close. So it's as not, you it's can not get a TSS, to. but it's a it's a tungsten blend. Tungsten blend it says, and you can get it in a shot size two. Wow, that's a. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's good goose and duck load, I would say. Which on the TSS, for reference, and I know well, it should be the same in duck loads. But like, if you got a federal TSS load. And it was a three inch nine, would be like shooting a lead five. You go down yeah. four shots. In a steel in a steel two. In a or three. Yeah, right. By comparison. Yeah. Um from lead to steel, we typically do two. Yeah, lead yeah, eleven to like if you're an upland hunter or you always shot doves with right, that's mm-hmm. a big question this year. Well, I usually shoot sevens at doves or eights. Um, you know, and you wanted to get the exact, you know, you drop two shot sizes. Yeah. To go to steel. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then after, and then we got steel. I mean, after the, 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't remember. I don't think zinc-plated steel goes up in density, does it? I think you mean like your fast steel 2.0? Yeah. I feel like zinc-plated yeah. was a, a more of a corrosion-resistant and a perfect sphere. Right. Uh, you know, that's what they're going for. And when, uh, Winchester, their, uh, the Browning BXD waterfowl loads are plated. Oh, yeah. Ultra Shock well. used to be. Ultra, so, man, I wish Ultra Shock was back. Yeah. yeah. I've got the. Whenever the, we get ammo back in business. Do they have yeah. anything comparable to that anymore, or is it just. Not offered right now. I no. didn't think it just kind of vanished. We need to, we need to get ammo back and rolling. Yeah, I've got the Remington website pulled up from looking that up. And zinc plated, which is the nitro steel, it's eight grams per cubic centimeter. Zinc plated? Zinc plated. So it does grams. go up a little bit. So maybe let me look at his regular steel load. Figure that out. I thought it was seven. Where is it? Seven, seven. So may I go up a a half, or you know, point two five. But it definitely helps with the corrosion and the the zinc does yeah, Mm -hmm. keeping a the pellet nice and nice and formed. How long do you have to keep a box of shot shells for it to start to corrode? I don't know. Well, here's the thing too. Let's talk about. Like the Winchester dry lock. Oh, yeah. I knew you are going to dry lock. Yeah. It as compared to as well some other shells. I mean, have you been burned by shells that have been dunked before? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I've also picked up a dry lock blindside off the bottom of the marsh floor and shot it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's completely fine. I've never had that happen where I've been burned by a wet shell. Yeah. I've well, sometimes you don't like. If you don't think about it, if you have like your shells and like your belt or something on your waders, laying in the bottom of a kayak that's floating in water, and yeah. you've got about three inches of water on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. But are they fully submerged? They're in like one of those little shell holder deals. Yeah, I've always I've always felt like I've actually submerged submerged my shells on accident in my waders, and that's you know, and I don't know if the the water can penetrate to the powder and cause a bad. Cause a bad ignite, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it was a fluke. I don't know. But uh, I did think the dry locks, I mean, they kept ev- all the conditions out of that shell. But cause they, they have a really cool crimp, and I think they put a coating over top that kind of seals all the holes. I have definitely noticed that not all brands are created equal to as far as corrosion-resistant brass. Yeah. But, I mean, it's come a long ways. It has. I mean, shoot, Federal Speed Shock shell? Man, they have really beefed that thing up. I mean, yeah, they talked about powder and primer, and that they got a black. Don't they got a black nickel hole on them? Um, the black cloud does. Black cloud, but not the speed shock. I don't think so. They still got that. There's the, still the chrome, the maroon, and maroon and nickel. Just, yeah, I think it's brass. It's brass. Is it yellow? Is it like brass color? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's like six boxes rolling around back here. Yeah, hold on, I'll grab one. Okay, that works. Yeah, I see one. I see a black cloud show. And speed shock And a box there. of speed shock. Hey, oh, look at those. There's quesarillos on the floor here. Yeah. Now have to check these to find out. out. Are we going to cut them open and look at them too? What do we have there? We've got some three-inch, two, threes. Three-inch. Three um, it doesn't say on that one. So, yeah, they are brass still. I think they're number ones. I think that's a number one. Yeah, it's a number one. Oh, there you go. Tw- three oh, inch number gotcha. ones. Okay. 
I've I never shot those. The, these are three. Think they'd be good for teal. Yeah. No, shot size T is for teal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Disclaimer. That's not that's weird. They do the the coating around the primer there, mm-hmm. but on that one. Yeah, they do not. It's not. Pulling out the black cloud shell. Yeah, we haven't got to that yet. So right. Let's get let's wrap that. up. Let's wrap up. So Bismuth, Kent's been doing it. We kind of went through that. We're talking about a little bit over 10 on the density scale. And then we have some zinc-plated stuff we just went over, which a few companies do. You're talking about the browning and the fast steel, and that's zinc-plated steel. Mm-hmm. Just got a, you know, kind of a coating over top of it. And then you have your steel, which is your standard. Now, not all steel pellets are created equal, too. No. You know, because... We've cut them open before. And you will get some copper-plated, usually in the upland stuff. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, we you know Speed Shock is one that we've you know been selling a lot of, and we cut the the Speed Shock open, and the and the pellets are perfect. You know mm-hmm. they look they look like perfect ball bearings. You know, um, so I I think that helps with your patterning and all that stuff, getting flyers and whatnot. But now we're gonna jump into shot shapes, right? Shapes and variations, as of, opposed ooh. to like shot, black cloud we'll go, and we'll go shot shapes over, and then we'll go into stack loads. Good old yeah. flight stopper pellet. Yeah, so I guess we're talking about two mm-hmm. really: flight mm-hmm. stopper and blindside. Yeah, are your two uh, variations? And Winchester. We were talking <laughs> blindside, about right? blindside in your office. No, I'm t- talking about the Super X. Oh, oh. shape. That's, that's a different shape. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't cut open an expert in a while. I haven't either. Are they experts or are they Super X? Because I hear people talk about them interchangeably. Uh, I thought they Super were, X. It's Super X. It's yes. the waterfowl one. Well, they say expert on the box. Yeah, really? I think they're I think they're Super X experts or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's actually together. Yeah, yeah I think Super X came from yeah a long time ago. Super mm-hmm. X. Remember, you still have Supremes, don't you? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I what? forgot about those. Those are Drylock zinc plated steel loads, right? Mm-hmm. Drylock Supreme. Yeah, Drylock Supremes or Super X Supremes. Mm-hmm. What we're Man. talking about just makes me want to go shoot things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I forgot you had that little. Honey hole of Supremes there. That's a load that I haven't seen in a while. All right. What are they in a mantle? Are they on a mantle? No. no. They're in a case ready to go. Okay. What are they though? Are they BBs or something? Or it's probably T shot. (laughs) Yeah. There's something big. Yes, that I don't. Were they three and a half inch or something like that? I can't remember. You told me about them. My dad and grandfather used to buy cases. And they would buy like T's and triple BBs and BBs, and yeah. they were anywhere from three inch to three and a half inch, and yeah, that's exactly what they were. Yeah, that was their goose load. Well, they still probably they'll still knock down a goose for sure. And me and your shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three and a half inch T is got them whammy shells. Skillet yeah. flip Aaron out in the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not that big a guy. They'd probably probably knock you back a little. Aaron, ways. quit doing a handstand. Yes. Oh but my gosh. Uh, different so, shots. Shapes. So we, we said blind blindside twice there. Um, blindside is not a spherical pellet. It is a cube. Didn't they just redo it too? Yes, there's blindside 2.0 right now. Yeah. Is it is it they more like, rounded? It's a little more rounded, I think. It's still got the hex shot, but they like kind of rounded. It used it to be like bit. almost a perfect square with just rounded corners. Yeah. yeah. So I what? I haven't cut open the new stuff yet yeah. to look at it. I had a buddy when I was in college. He liked to shoot those loads. Hey, I had some great time with uh, those. Yeah, I've seen some birds you've shot, and they oh my gosh destroyed. 
So like what's I the, think that had to do with the, the the flight stopper wad that came with it. Oh. because uh, it it was the flight no, not flight stopper, flight control wad. So I'll I'll get into that in a second. But what the point with blindside was was when you stack these spherical BBs into a shell, you're you're leaving all this air. This open space that's not getting used for anything. So technically if you you made these pellets stackable like little you Legos. Know, little Legos or something. They're going to fill up all that space, and you're going to be able to get more powder and more shot and get these different results than everybody else. So you can get more weight of shot with less room. So your ounce and a quarter in the shell is taking up less room than an ounce and a quarter of like a standard spherical, you know, pellet. Yeah, you'll so, see like ounce and three eighths, and yeah, you'll see you'll see they made they made some heavier loads, which means you know, the more steel going down range. And mm-hmm. they also made some faster loads, which mean more shot. You know, they had some super fast stuff. 1675 back in the day is what I remember. But uh, with that, to, to kind of help the patterns on that load, you had to have a, a flight control wad that kind of chased the pellets out for a while to keep them kind of from going all every which direction. And if you shot duck close those pellets were tight. Yeah. And I was trying to find the, so obviously spherical, you know, that, that longer range, the way it flies through, Mm -hmm. you're going to get better characteristics from that. But with that, um, hex shot, the hex shot. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's not rolling. So it's tumbling more of a tumble action. And so it transfers that energy and hits, Mm -hmm. You know, it's more devastating yeah. when it hits the bird versus gotcha. sphere and you're getting hit with a more of a blunt object. Yeah, um, I can see that. I know I, I, when I shot blindside once, I put I put the wad in the bird before, and that was <laughs> that was devastating to the bird. I don't think we got anything out of that one. No. sucked. I hate it when that there happens. There was no chasing that one. No, wasn't no chasing no that one, no eating shots. it either. No. Should have no. aimed for the head. I know. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, if I, was, if I was perfect, it, it wouldn't have been ahead to find. Yeah. But then, so Black Cloud is—I don't even know how like the, the manufacturing process for the that flight stopper to pellet. get that. Yeah, because it's, it's a—it's a sphere with flat top and bottom, and then it has like a like Saturn, a Saturn rim, rim around it. Yeah, and it's just—it's supposed to have some you know you know some detrimental damage when it goes through. With that black cloud, and so that's a. So with blindside, it's all hex shot. With black cloud, it's 70 30, 70% steel. Yeah. And then 30% of the flight stopper. Flight stopper well, why don't you just go grab that shot. box there and read the back of it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's 70 30. Now, black cloud, close range. Isn't that all flight stopper or a higher percentage? I think it's like 60 40. Gotcha. 60 40. Yeah. Didn't you know they make a close range black cloud? It doesn't come in like a yellow box. Yeah. It's got, it's got more flight stopper. And I just think it's a little bit close range. It's uh, made, it's made for closer shots. Phil was on the box. Oh, yeah. Good old Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson is on the box. I've shot a lot of black cloud loads in the past. But there again, same. Same kind of uh, thinking with that ring around it, 
right? Yeah. A cutting surface, yeah. so to speak. So when it hits the bird, it's... Causes more trauma. Causes more trauma. Yep. Or just exactly. gives you an extra little bit to nick something good yep. with that one magic And BB. they make that in mm-hmm. Upland and Duck oh, yeah. Loads, both. Yeah. They use that um, in... The, what's the Upland? The Prairie load? Storm. Prairie Storm. Yeah. Don't those loads also shoot faster, too? Because I think at one point I had some... Black cloud loads that were shooting like sixteen twenty five. Yeah, they had, they had a high velocity, which is and then they had a high velocity, but they also had like the the fourteen fifty as well. And I think we talked about it. Well, they changed it with the speech, but it wasn't at the black cloud. They changed the wad. So the wad originally with black cloud had a whole deal with they had that flight control wad, and that flight control wad was supposed to chase out the pellets. But if you ran a wad stripper there's potential for the wad stripper to stop the wad in your barrel, which is not a good thing. You would have to use a specific black cloud choke. Yeah, these choke. black cloud choke that yeah. basically wasn't stripping the wad. It was letting the wad fly through the choke. and Because mm-hmm. the, the, the flight control wad had some, I don't know what you call it, had some stuff, yeah. some flares to it to where as it came out of the barrel, it kind of slowed down. Right. Um, and let the, the pellets kind of disperse into a pattern. But then if you stopped it with a wad stripper choke, and we'll go we can get into that too right. a little bit, it would it potentially could potentially could stop the wad yeah. in the, in the barrel. But they have fixed since that. redesigned now you can shoot it through any choke. Yeah. They've redesigned the wads yeah. where it still does the same thing, it just can fly through a wad stripper and like choke. This flex yeah, fly wad control flex wad. It's got slits in the side. Yeah. In the side, so it doesn't flare all the way out, and so it just it'll compress and expand, but it won't. So, but now you can shoot it through anything. Yeah. Um, so those are two different shapes. I'm trying to. I think those are the only two. You've got the hex shot, and then the the black cloud. Yeah. That that do a different shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got stacked loads like you brought up. Yeah, so we'll get stacked loads. That's been a big thing lately is, mm-hmm. is putting a little bit of steel, putting a little bit of bismuth, putting a little bit of whatever in there, you know. Or yeah. putting one shot size and or another shot size. Or just doing two Correct. different. Like Migra does yeah. just two different steel loads. Um, yeah. Or like, and, they, and they kind of talk about, man, it's been a minute since I've went over Migra, but they kind of talk about drafting and stuff like that as far as how they stack their loads and stuff. Gotcha. To help, you you look at you shoot a pattern of, of shells, and the, the pattern, what is it? The pattern string, you know, can the shot string, the shot string can be longer, and depending on how far you're out, that can really change on where that's making contact with the bird. Um, just because if your shot string's really long, it could it could be the difference between hitting in the head and hitting it in the in the back end, you know, but. I think the whole point on the mag the migra thing is they're they're stacking the loads <clears throat> with two different sizes and they're they're helping it draft and it's becoming a shorter shot string and more pellets on target at a, at a faster or at a, at a shorter window, which is kind of cool. Because they'll do like twos and fours together. Yeah, and so and I believe the fours come out first. I have no clue. And then the twos i mean the way it's stacked in so twos go in first then the fours i believe i think so the way it comes <clears throat> out because your fours potentially would hit the target first and they're smaller for closer up followed by the twos maybe 
We'll I believe. We could be backwards on that. Yeah. Do you guys have any experience shooting those loads? Yeah. I had no issues with it. I, I shot those loads for a season, I think, quite a bit. And they also do a, a, a tungsten steel blend. Uh, I can't remember if we sell that currently right now or not. I haven't seen it. It was a, diff- it was a gray box instead of a black box. Oh, okay. Um, I've shot some of that too. Yeah. But And uh, you see that with... Um, well, the stacked, you, you see it a lot in the the heavy yeah, shot. Yeah, so heavy shot does a ton of stacked stuff, right? Yeah. Heavy. Well, heavy metal was like their first thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heavy metal, with which had tungsten. Yeah, they've tungsten. Since switched, they've since switched to bismuth. To bismuth, yeah. Yeah, and they do. Yeah, the heavy, yeah heavy shot, heavy metal long range went to the bismuth. Yep, long range and... and uh, heavy hammer? Heavy hammer the two different ones so it depends yeah. on what you uh typically long range will cost a little bit more than heavy hammer so and was long range uh 60 40 uh um 70 30 70 30 on the long range so 70 percent steel 30 percent bismuth heavy hammer 85 percent steel 15 percent bismuth gotcha um so a couple different price points too but it still gives you a stacked shell with yep. bismuth in it yep um, Migra does the stack show, and I think, I mean, uh, we're Black Cloud TSS is stacked, stacked, yep, and they do uh, threes and nines as their duck load is kind of how they marketed it. Yeah, is that three flight stopper and uh, nines three nines? TSS? Yeah, yeah, three steel, and that's flight, flight stopper steel. I believe so. Yeah, yep. yep. and, and then, then nines, and nines and tungsten super shot. That's yep. a dirty load. And then for geese, they do a, a BBs and sevens. I've yeah. shot that one before. But that's gnarly too. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, I, I dropped a goose at like seventy yards with a modified choke. Nice. After everybody down the line of the blind emptied their guns, I pull up one yeah. time and shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how much? I you know how good I felt doing that. I just looked over everybody and said, hmm. "Yeah." I mean, I've I've watched a guy in in Canada, and I've probably told this on this podcast before, but he was shooting straight TSS, and I think he shot a snow goose at 100 yards. It's crazy. And we're like, "How much did you lead that?" And he's like, two canoes." That's what he two said. Canoes. Two canoes. <laughs> yeah. Two canoes. So okay. visually imagine two 15 foot canoes <laughs> in yeah. front of the duck and the right. in front of the, the snow goose, and he shot. Mm-hmm. That's and crazy. apex stacks too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Apex does. In their, um, I think it's S three threes and nines too, or They're like their S three load or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. They stack too, and I think, at least from what I've seen at the store, that's the stacked loads that I know of. Yeah, there's a lot of. But ammo there's yeah, there's so much variation and. Yeah, we probably confuse um, more people than we helped. <laughs> well, I think it boils down to uh, one, find one you're just comfortable with uh, and what you're okay with shooting. Yeah. Because you, if you're, I know it sounds kind of, I don't know, someone told me, it's like, if you're happy with the gear you're using and what you're using, whether it's in deer hunting or duck hunting, ammo, whatever, and you feel good about it, that's going to help you succeed more. If mm-hmm. you go out there and you're like, ah, I don't know, and uh, yeah, 
I don't really want to wear this or you got negative thoughts like it just, you know, so you don't you don't have to go buy, you know, $500 case of shells to be successful. If $100 is where you're at, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I that's all I ever grew up on. In fact, my dad would wait until rebates came out and that $100 case ended up being 60 or 80. Yeah. You know, cuz that's what we would afford. Man, you're talking in back in the past, Pat. <laughs> well, but can we have that back? Yeah, but so you that was know, three years ago. Yeah, it's just like, you know. I just want target loads for $5 again. I will say that um, you, they're, they're definitely with the TSS and some of that stuff. I mean, you definitely see an increase in power and, yeah. and pattern and, um, you know, you don't yeah. have to get it, but it definitely there's something to it. Yeah, if I, I was if I, I was think, going right now to buy some shells, I would probably buy a bismuth load right now. Yeah, I think tungsten's one of those things that most people aren't going to shoot it every single hunt, but I think every hunter should shoot it one time. Yeah, I know you wish you could. I know. Yeah, imagine how much you would sell if you could just. Here's a case for the season. Go shoot it, mm-hmm. and and enjoy it. And then come back next year, and then you then you'll have to buy one. <laughs> you know, it's just. But there's so many variations, and and you know, research it, see which one you like, and they all do something a little bit different. Yeah. Find um, find the choke that works with the load best too. Yeah. Yeah, that's we, a. We uh, get into that a little bit, but. Uh, yeah. Well, there's I know another one. Finding your speed, too. Mm-hmm. There's like figuring out. Sure. Like, are you, are you just, you need that 1550, you know, because right. you're shooting a lot of teal or stuff, you know, stuff that's quick and you need some speed to help oh, you divers. out. Divers. The guys that used to come in looking for hypersonic, it was 1,700 feet per second. Yeah. And uh, which there again, too, we talk about chokes, but, you know, some of that ammo, too, you got to watch the speed that you're shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are chokes with speed restrictions. Correct. So... Don't don't go out there buying. I, think I haven't Patter, seen Patter Hypersonic Master, yeah, in Patter a while. Master had a fifteen fifty or something like that. Right. Know? So you're basically talking about an eighth ounce load is like the max speed out of that. I think most companies probably do this. I know Rob Roberts does, but and you might and you might know more, Josh. Like I can, you know, whatever gun I have, I can go get a specific choke for a specific ammo made. Yeah, Carlson does that a lot. They do that with... Maybe it's Carlson. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them do it. But. Well, I mean, yeah, Carlson has Black Cloud chokes. They have TSS chokes. You know. Yeah, I don't know if they, they have got bismuth, bismuth choke. You can they do, do like bismuth choke. Hey, I'm shooting Black Cloud. And, and yeah, and what whatever. that means is, you know, like Scott Carlson has taken these loads mm-hmm. and figured out the shot constriction or the, the, the tube constriction that works best with those loads because bismuth takes i think a little bit different than a steel like just the right. shock so constriction. He's, he's making sure it's the perfect everything yeah he's done a little he's done the work for you right. a lot of times too like if, if you're a consumer looking for a choke tube to use if you just get on your phone and either write an email or call the company who makes oh, the yeah. choke tubes they'll answer it for no you. that's a yeah. good point if if you know our, our call center guys do you have yeah, no walk too. and you have questions, man. Don't be afraid to ask. Whether come talk to me at the store, yeah. Um, emailing these chat. companies, yeah. Uh, 
call in our call center um, and ask before you buy it because we want to make sure you get the right load that suits you best too. Yeah. Not just come in and buy something on a whim. Like, right? 100%. I think it's, I thought, I was, I was surprised the first time I got an aftermarket choke and shot and patterned it right next to like my factory choke. And I think chokes have come a long day, a long ways now on some yeah. of these higher end. I think SBE threes and stuff has some really nice chokes in them now, out of the box. But you know, my SBE or one, my SBE one or the, an old Stoker I had, man, when I threw a new choke in there, it was night and day. The less flyers I had, the, the better spread I had between pellets. I didn't have any like large groups and large holes in the in the, in the pattern or anything like that. It just, you know, they've got so a te- little bit of technology inside some of these chokes. Shoot, most of them come with three, four chokes now. I mean, you're getting everything in there. Yeah, like my SB1 came with, like, you know, the factory non-extended, you know, modified. Right. Just like a modified, yeah. Yeah, you my know. Weatherby came with like five chokes. I know, isn't it crazy? You, and it's so exciting, too, when you open it up. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a cylinder I got, choke. I got five chokes. Ooh. Yeah, you can. There is. There's. There's so much info out there. You know, Carlson, he has uh, his cremators and a lot of his stuff has the TST triple shot uh, technology. Technology, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Basically, he's got some, some. I don't know if there's, you know, CNC'd rings in there or something. like Something that's, like, slowing down the, 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 uh, the wad and helping that shot yep. kind of disperse and, and, and go cleanly into the... Uh, you into the yep. target. And you can find that info too, but if you don't know and you're wanting to buy an aftermarket choke and you don't yeah. know what type of choke your gun takes, and the threads, yeah. we, we can get that info for you. We have it. You yeah, know, the and threads and whatnot, yeah. And there's websites, websites are you can good. go to. Yeah. Like Pattern Master has a great website, and you punch in you know, what gun you have and you know gauge and all that, and then it will tell you. But. Yeah, and then uh, Pattern Master does the watch stripping technology inside and you can look down the choke and see it and everything what's the one question i get what's the in ported versus non-ported what's the difference the main difference you're going to see in that when how, shooting how much you ring your buddy's ears <laughs> this guy yeah <laughs> no i i actually <laughs> talked to scott and he said you know there's really not that huge of a noticeable difference between ported and non-ported yeah i it's supposedly supposed to help with recoil and muzzle jump, but like in a shotgun, you're really not getting that much. But like with which, a rifle, which one's supposed to help you with that? The ported. ported. The ported yeah. is supposed to so help like with with muzzle jump and recoil. But okay. like a shotgun just shoots so much differently than a rifle. In a rifle, you'll notice it more with a ported barrel or ported choke. And is that with the ports? I'm guessing so all the energies. Not only going forward, but you're getting the mm-hmm. the gases going out, going out, yeah, to the side. Makes sense. But as far as patterns go, I'm under the impression that ported doesn't necessarily help your pattern or hurt your pattern. Gotcha. I'd, it'd be hard for me to shoot both and be able to tell the difference between the two. Yeah, if it's the same quality of choke, because they make cremators and ported and non-ported. Or you can get them in yeah either yeah. way. Yeah, mm. I get. And people ask, I guess I never really looked at it specifically to to answer the question. Now I know. Yep. 
and these uh and these aftermarket chokes for waterfowl, they're coming in more of like this, you know, modified full kind of thing mm -hmm. or improved modified maybe. You know, they're do you switch to full for geese? No. I so you're shooting is, like close this range, is, right? This is my first year changing my choke. So I've up until this year all I've ever shot is a modified choke. And this year, I actually put in a decoy choke. Is that like for even improved closer? cylinder kind of thing, or I'd say it's like in between an improved and a modified. It's probably good. it's good to out like thirty five yards. Yeah, that's what the manufacturer says. Because you see a lot of people go from modified for ducks, long range when they get into goose hunting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, but yeah, but I I I, per, I don't really want to. But I uh, I like shooting modified at most, probably most of the year. Yeah. I All I got to say is after I opened up my pattern this year, I've noticed a huge difference in the amount of birds I'm shooting. Yeah. Just having that little bit of forgiveness to it is it, it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not that great of a shot. I need, I need a decent pattern to, mm -hmm. to help me out. Well, think about all the times that you've missed those gimme shots in the hole. You're like, yeah. how did I miss that shot? Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably because your, ch your choke constriction was too tight. Yeah. Where now I've got my choke opened up quite a bit more. And it seems like like dove hunting, for instance. Dove hunting, I'm so happy I opened up my choke because I used to do a bunch of... Uh, I used modified choke, dove hunting, and I'd miss a lot. Yeah. After I opened that choke up, man, it was night and day difference. Do you use it improved now? I don't know exactly what constriction it is, but it's labeled as a decoy choke. So it's out to about 35 yards. So for dove, that's definitely what I've used. And for teal, mm -hmm. I've always used standard modified for ducks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I modified it the most. Yeah. I, yeah. And of course, I always feel like not every choke company's created equal. Some of no, them are I mean, you know, mid ranges. If you really dig down the rabbit hole and find constrictions like they don't match no you know, mid-range from one company is yeah. gonna be another company's full yeah so yeah. and then also I, I was talking to kyle from weatherby and he was talking about how like the constriction of the barrel of your shotgun is different from manufacturer to manufacturer yeah so some guns inherently without a choke in them will shoot tighter gotcha hmm. the more you know the more you know I didn't know that's that's a fun fact there. I don't know if that's well known or not. Because he said so, that the Weatherby ATN I inherently shoots a little tighter. Interesting. Huh. So and they got all this testing to all see all that stuff. Oh too. yeah, yeah they got yeah. So what we're saying is we need to buy ten different loads and ten different chokes to figure out what's the best, right? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And 10 different guns. <laughs> and and uh, get it all done in about two days. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. counting pellets takes forever. Yeah. Do you count pellets? Like when I pattern it, like for patterning videos, yeah, I go through and mark off every pellet that went inside the circle and count them all up. Yeah. And, I, and when I've done them, I've done a pattern at 20 yards and at 40 yards. I'm usually doing like either three chokes or three three different loads to the same choke and... Yeah, so it's, when, it's a process. When I when I pattern, I I definitely mark and count how many are outside of 
the circle that I want. Um, so what's what's your circle radius that you usually do? Thirty inch. Thirty inch. That's probably right. Diameter. Yeah. Um, so I always count what's outside of that and like the flyers or if there's any, you know, I start to see how many are outside. But then I don't really, I count what's outside and then I look at the pattern inside that circle. Mm-hmm. I want to see how many groups of pellets that are just like either on top of each other. I look up like the, the, the natural spread of the shot. If it covers, you know, a good... Um, you want an even dense yeah. pattern with and that very little inch. gaps. Yeah. And I've seen some patterns before that have had huge clumps in certain areas. And you can almost, and I brought, somebody was patterning with me and I brought it to their attention. I drew like a little circle in this hole in the pattern. I was like, if a duck's head was right there and, you know, or, and its body was right here, how many pallets do you really think that duck got on them? You know, and it was like three or four. And it was just because at that certain shot, there's a huge dense spot of pellets, you know, in the upper right hand right hand corner of that that uh, patterning circle that potentially could have missed. But I look for just a clean, every you know, bunch of pellets in that circle, and they're all spread out nice and evenly. So there's no holes or anything like that. But yeah, there's a huge amount of rabbit holes you can go down with. Diving into shells and chokes. Yeah. Gosh. It's endless. Yes, literally. It's endless. You could spend a lot of time and a lot of money trying to figure that that one out and drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. We've definitely covered anywhere from types of ammo, uh, types of shot shells as far as materials to stack loads to shape pellets to wads um, all the way to the choke tubes. Does everybody know what they're shooting this year? A lot of info. My blue box speed shock. What what choke are you using? Um, I, usually, I just have a Carlson's modified. Steel shot? Like non-ported? Or is it uh, a non-ported. cremator? Non-ported, yep. Um, I used to shoot, shoot that choke. anything. Me and Aaron shot that choke, shot that choke for a long time. Mm-hmm. I still shoot. You yeah, still shoot. mid-range Carlson's mid-range. Yeah, non-ported. Yeah, just a mid-range, mm-hmm. non-ported. Mm-hmm. That's a good choke. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what chokes in my gun right. I think I have a Pattern Master. All I know, my turkey choke's still in there. <laughs> good thing you didn't go teal on with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I want to go out and shoot something this weekend. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that yet. Yeah. You're going to go in uh, swim trunks and a t-shirt? Swim trunks, a mm-hmm. t-shirt, beach chair. I'm going to a camo umbrella. Yeah. A little, little. Go sit in the Mo Marsh dove chair. Just tactical dove chair with the, the little it might work. shelter Just over the top Just put face paint you. all over your body. Yes. Just go naked. Yeah. Something. something. Yeah. It's going to be 90 degrees. Yeah. Oh, you don't need waders, just tennis shoes. Yeah. Old pair of tennis shoes and swim trunks. I mean, shoot. I bring my kayak out. I yeah. really won't need waders. I was going to say bring your kayak. Be in Ooh, shorts you and a t-shirt. Yeah, Rogers Chilty. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's all you need. For sure. I mean, I don't know. I need to go figure out where they're at, if there are any, any around anymore. I mean, it hadn't been cold enough to blow them out of the area. Yeah, that's true. It was cold over the weekend. 
Saturday, yeah, was br- chilly. I was yeah. watching migrator flocks of teal. Really? Yeah, like groups of like 40 teal buzzing around. Hmm. It looks like it starts dropping off the end of the month. Yes, thank goodness. Yep. But yeah, now you have all the info yep. that you need to get ready for big duck season because that's what we're, we weren't really yeah. talking about, teal loads. We were talking about. Let us know what your favorite load is, what you guys like to shoot. We can get a lot of different answers there. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. We probably will. All right. Well, that's going right. to do it. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm ready to go shoot something. Me too. I have been ever since we started talking about ammo. Yeah. I'm going to go sneak over to Josh's Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got about 13 and a half hours till shooting yeah. time. All right. There you go. Yeah, Patrick, you see a truck driving down the highway with two, with two sneak boats stacked. I'll just follow stacked. it. Yeah, just... just I got, I got you. All right, I got two pairs of waders too. He's he's, he's he's going sure, to an Airbnb by he's got an Airbnb by himself with two boats, two waders. I mean, I just need my gun. He's just I, out there looking for a friend. No, I'm out there in case something breaks. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> okay. At least you're prepared. Always. Yes. Yeah. I love e- it. Eagle Scout. Two guns, two waders. Oh, you have two guns too. Twenty gauge or twelve gauge. Can't wait to hear it. Jeez, you could because I'm kind of running a little bit low on the the, the teal loads. I, th- I did throw some three-inch twos in the milk crate just in case. <laughs> oh, boy. Can't wait to hear about it. You could pick up some guy off the street and give him a license and take yeah, him hunting. probably. Teach him how to drive a boat. Yeah, we'll figure that out. All right, that's it. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, go ahead and give us a subscribe. That way you're going to get a notification every time we put out a new podcast. Chandler, what else should they do? Go to our uh, social media pages and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, Get a subscribe to YouTube channel. We do uh, product reviews there. And then uh, giveaways is a great part of our social media as well. And then we just want to thank you guys for what you guys do and support us so we can do stuff like this. So thank you.